You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We're in this series entitled Forward. By the way, my name is Jay. I'm one of the many leaders here in Victory uh, Las Piñas. I'm one of the interns uh, in our South Hub system. We have been talking about the series entitled Forward and we're saying that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a man, as a person who wants to follow Jesus, we are to move. Okay. Because any person who is alive should always move forward. We are beings of growth. Tama? Lahat tayo. We need to grow not only in our uh, weight or height. Ako medyo, ano, challenge ang konti doon. But also, we need to grow in our spirituality. Tama? It's so important, in fact, that we are going to talk about the series in the next nine weeks. And this is the fourth week of that. And um, in fact, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, Savijan, he said to them, follow me. So Jesus is talking to some fishermen, uh, see Peter and see John, and said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And this is what our story is as disciples. As people who believe in Jesus Christ, we are to follow Him. And as we follow Him, we will be fishing for men. Last three weeks, yung tatlong unang tatlong linggo, pinag-usapan natin itong how to follow Jesus Christ. In fact, we started with how do we start spiritual disciplines? How do we love the Bible more? How do we pray more? How do we grow in our disciplines? Second, we talked about essential doctrines. What do we ought to know when it comes to Christianity? In fact, there's just one thing that they knew during that time. The most essential doctrine, which is the gospel. And next, we also talked about last week, yan yung pinag-usapan natin, that if we take in the gospel, if we understand the gospel, we really take the truth of the gospel, our lives will change. So this week, we're gonna start with the second part so, isipin nyo, we have nine weeks. It's divided into three parts. Follow Jesus, fish for men, and fellowship or believers. So we're starting how to fish for men. If you're like me, you still have someone in your family, a friend, an office mate, that you want that person to know Jesus Christ. Tama? If you're like me, you have still a family member that you want that person, that your mom, your sister, your brother, your cousin, to know Jesus Christ. Tama? And this is what we're going to talk about in the next three weeks. How do we fish for men? And we'll start with understanding the gospel. Because this is the truth. Okay? You need to, to, to take this in and really understand this. You cannot share what you don't have. Tama? We cannot share what we don't have. So we need to start with understanding the gospel that as we share it, we really have it in our hearts. So we're going to look at um, this book um, the book of Acts, written by Luke. Um, short story before we actually go to this, uh, to reading this. Like, do you imagine the church in the early days? Imagine you were with Jesus Christ, tapos suddenly Jesus Christ died. Nailed on the cross. So, nagsikater sila, pagbalik nila, Jesus Christ rose again, and some, you know, Jesus Christ went to Peter, and then the disciples, and John. And then at this point, Jesus went to heaven already. After 40 days, Jesus went to heaven 
And then after Jesus went to heaven, 10 days after, ito yung nangyari. They were gathering and suddenly fire, something like fire, appeared in the middle of them. Okay? So, this is something miraculous, something extraordinary. And this fire divided and went to their heads. Tapos, bigla silang nag-speak in a different language. So, people around that town, you know, so imagine um, may piesta, dahil Pentecost, may piesta, they were looking at this guy speaking in different languages. In fact, the Bible tells us around 13 languages. Then out of this commotion, a guy named Peter suddenly preached. So imagine niyo, ha? nagkakagulo, nag-speaking in tongues, sumigaw si Peter. Bigla siyang nag-preach. And this preaching led 3,000 people to Jesus. Ganong katindi tong preaching na to. And right now, we're gonna study a part of this preaching. And I hope and pray that as we read this, just like the people who heard this the first time, our hearts would be cut and we will really understand what the gospel is. So let me invite you to stand up and open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 38 as we read a part of Peter's preaching and the response of the people that heard this. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Verse 38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we thank you because you are a God who loves us. Father, thank you for gathering us in this Sunday that as we listen to your word, Holy Spirit, you would open our eyes to the truth that it is. May our hearts respond in worship as we encounter you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Sa sobrang tindi nitong preaching na to, 3,000 unconverted, unbelieving, Christ-killing people started saying, I want to follow Jesus Christ. That's how amazing this preaching is. And pag tinignan nyo yung preaching na to, ang content nito is basically, yung tinignan nyo, tinignan natin um, in the second week of the series, if you remember. Essential doctrines, remember that? You know, we, we looked at that. He's essentially saying, remember Jesus Christ? The guy you killed? He's God. Okay? Tapos they decide, let's follow this Jesus. Actually, when you think about it, this is one of those preachings na pag, bakit kaya? You know? Peter shouts out loud and says, naalala niyo si Jesus? Yung katabi natin dito sa Nazareth? Pinatay niyo siya. Tapos, Diyos siya. And people said, I want to follow this Jesus. See, when we look at the scripture, this part that we read, we read right here, we will see some truths that would allow us to understand the gospel more. And again, my hope is that as we look to this further, we would actually respond like they did. Ganda na response nila, response nila ito. So what shall we do, Peter? And the apostles. You see, the gospel, the good news, 
is something that we often hear and at times, since we often hear this thing, we kind of neglect it. Kasi sanay na tayo eh. Gospel. Gospel. Good news. Jesus Christ lived, died, rose again. Okay. But this good news is so important, so powerful, so true, that it changed the course of history. Sabi ni Rice Brook, he summarized our um, he's one of our founding fathers in our movement in victory. He summarized the gospel as this. Sabi niya, the gospel is the good news. Literally, yung word ng gospel, it's not um, a religious word in the past. Okay? Literal yung meaning good news lang. That God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life that we should have lived and died the death that we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving he's the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of our sins to everyone who repents and believes in him. Our faith, you are coming here in victory. Our religion, so to speak, is not based on a book, not based on doctrines. It's actually based on a person and an event in the past. A real, historical, provable event that happened in the past. And that's the gospel. Now the question is this. The person right next to you, yung katabi mo, malamang alam niya na yung gospel. Tingnan mo. ba? Talagang memorize na memorize na. Pagka tinig- talagang gospel-centric na yung buhay niya. But the thing is this. We may know something, but not understand it. We may know something, but not understand it. You get that? Pwedeng alam mo, pero hindi mo naiintindihan. There's a lot of things like that. Okay, alam mo, okay, minsan alam ko uh, kung anong nangyayari, pero hindi ko naiintindihan bakit. Tama? And sometimes that can be the gospel for us. We know, yeah, Jesus Christ lived, died, rose again, but we don't understand, really. In fact, may isang author sabi niya, sometimes we can miss heaven by 18 inches. 18 inches, sabi niya, the distance between our brain and our heart. Sometimes we miss heaven that much. We know it, we don't understand it. These people understood the gospel. When they heard that Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all, died and rose again, their hearts were cut. And as a result, it revealed three important needs for them. So today, we're going to look at those three needs that the gospel reveals for us. The first need is this. The need to submit to Jesus. I think this is the hardest thing about Christianity. When you think about it. Diba? Ito yung pinakamahirap. Because it's easy to attend a Sunday service. It's easy to keep awake in a Sunday service. Diba? Parang kahit malambot yung upuan mo, malamig yung aircon, pinipilit mo pa makinig. That's easy. It's easy sometimes to pray a prayer or read the Bible. But to submit everything to Jesus Christ, well, that's something. Right? Especially for these people. You know? These people are a group of people who grew up knowing that God is for them so itong mga nakinig sa unang preaching ni Peter, God is for them. They were chosen people. They were actually okay even if they're under the Roman rule. And suddenly, 
Peter says, you have to submit to Jesus Christ. And this is our story a lot of times. We're okay, threading life, earning money, doing the things that we think we're called to do, but suddenly God asks us, submit your life. Surrender your life. Give your life, totally, not 99.9. See, understanding the gospel, they said, what shall we do? Acts chapter 2, verse 36, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made Him both Lord and Christ. Let's pause for a moment and think about that. Um, I, I like uh, you know, looking at these words and really thinking about Two words, Lord and Christ. Can you say that? Lord, Christ. Now, Lord in Greek is a word that is a reminder of a master. A master. A curious. And when they heard that Jesus Christ is Lord, and they're not slaves, by the way, kasi ganun eh, they understood somehow na, teka, so you're saying He is God? Now, and they said, they did not stop with saying Jesus is God. The second thing is that Jesus is Christ, or the Anointed One, or the Savior. What does it mean? For some of us, it's easy to accept Jesus as a Lord. In fact, when you think about it sa ngayon, wala namang, very few people deny that Jesus is God. We actually readily accept it. But the question is, how does this Lordship of Christ affect us? Sabi nga dun sa ano, may mga tao, they'd like Jesus as Savior lang. Ayaw nilang Lord si Jesus Christ. Why? Because pag Savior, meaning, God, you've saved me, Jesus, you've saved me, okay na tayo. But then, if I have to follow everything you say, and sometimes that means very inconvenient things, like not doing things that you like doing, ayaw natin. O ayaw namin ni Pastor Sani. Tayo lang yung ganun, kasi sila, okay naman sila, eh, ba? <laughs> because, really, the tough thing about Christianity is submission. It's, it's saying that I'm not the Lord of my life. It's saying that I am not in control. It's saying that in fact, God, if I don't have you in my life, I'm going to a downhill road leading to my death and I cannot stop it. That's submission. And Peter, in his first preaching to a crowd of 3,000, said, Guys, you need to submit your life to Jesus Christ. And I don't know what that is for some of us right here. Because we have different things that we submit to Jesus Christ. But what's obvious is this, that we cannot take apart Him being Lord from being, being Savior. Yung iba naman, gusto nilang Lord si Jesus Christ, but they want to save themselves. Diba? Kaya, kaya ang dating, okay, Lord ka, pero gagawin ko yung mga dapat kong gawin para sagipin mo ako. Magpapakbait ako, attend ako ng service sa Sunday, tapos uh, mag-tithe ako, mag-gagawin. Kaya ako to ginagawa kasi gusto kong mahalin mo ako or isave mo ako. But the thing is this, I'm so glad that when Peter preached this, he declared it without us. He said, Jesus is both Lord and Christ. This means this, Jesus being Lord and Christ, he does not need your works to be Lord in Christ in your life. In fact, Jesus is Lord in Christ 
no matter how you respond to it. That's a fact. That no matter how things are in your life, He will remain Lord in Christ. Whether you actually admit to it or not. So the thing is this. Are we submitting our lives to Jesus Christ? All of it. So that's the first need that the gospel revealed to them. The second need is the need to repent. Repent is such a religious term. In fact, pag narinig nyo sa ngayon, ang, ang dating niya, oh, mag-repent ka na. Diba? Parang, parang it's an action that we have to do. It's a religious term. But when you think about it, when you go back and, and try to understand, the word repent is nothing religious in the earlier days. Simply, it means a change of mind. To return to something. Or to go on a different way. Ganun lang. Parang, umalis ka ng bahay, tapos... Madalas mangyayari sa akin to, umalis ako ng bahay, nagmamadali ka, malayo ka na, nasa kanto ka na, tapos na-realize mo, may naiwan ako. Ha? So gagawin mo, babalik ka. Tama? Hindi. Kaya ako lang. But really, right? You change direction because suddenly, something in your mind clicked. Something was, wait, teka, meron. May gagawin ako dapat. That's, that's, that's what repentance is. Literally, yun lang yun. That's why when, when Peter said, Repent. They understood something that a lot of us might miss. The word repent all throughout the Bible, even from the Old Testament, is shouted out loud to mean this. To repent in the Old Testament up to the New Testament means this. You're going to a direction away from God and God is calling you back to Him. To His direction. That's repentance. It's nothing too religious. It's not an act that we... It's not something that, luluhod ako, pipikit ako mata, and then I'll repent. No, no, no. It's a change of mind. A change of direction. That as we realize that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we realize the need to turn back. We realize the need to, wait, wait, wait. I'm going far away. Moving away from God is so easy. Tama? Going back to Him sometimes, it feels so hard. But this is the thing. Our repentance is God-given, grace-driven blessing from Christ. Our repentance is a God-given, grace-driven blessing from Christ. Our changing of direction is something that God does in our heart that we may turn to Him. Pag naliligaw tayo, hindi natin malalaman kung saan yung tamang daan unless may magsabi sa atin. Tama? Unless may mapa tayo or something we asked. Yan. Um, I, I remember, madalas ako maligaw, so, at may, nahihiya ako magtanong. Ewan ko may ganun kayo. Madalas ako maligaw, nahihiya ako magtanong. So, minsan, ewan ko na-experience na to, naligaw kayo, Dahil nahihiya ka magtanong, ang tagal mo na naghahanap, tapos sinasabi mo sa sarili mo, hindi makikita ko rin yun. Nandyan lang yan. Nandyan lang yan. Pag nakakita, and suddenly when you, when somebody tells you, hindi, dito lang po yan, you realize, what? I've been going the wrong direction the whole time. I just needed somebody to tell me the right direction. And I'll turn to it. Now for some of us, we've been going to the wrong direction. We actually think that Hindi, okay lang ito, mahanap ko rin yan. <laughs> If I wait long enough, if I be diligent 
if I study hard enough, I'll find my way through this life. But until we really encounter the gospel, that's the only time we can turn to the right direction. And it's only by grace that we can turn to God, really. It's only by grace. I am glad. Si Pastor Francis, kinikwento niya kanina. Um, 20 years, Pastor Francis? Huh? 19. Oh, dinagdagang ko isa. Almost 20 years. Ako, 10 years ago, I became a Christian. And I am so glad that it is only the grace of God. Because if it was my effort to repent, it would have not have happened. Really. Hindi mangyayari. And I remember the first time I entered a worship service, it is a youth service. Kung, na, kung naka-attend na kayo ng, worship, ng youth service, ang unang reaction nyo sa worship, concert. <laughs> Kaya sabi sa akin nag-invite sa akin, Jay, di ba mahilig ka sa concert? Punta ka dito. Maganda yung tugtugan dito. Di ako naman, dahil mahilig nga ako sa music, I went in. Pagpasok ko, ba, nagsisigawan, nagtatalunan. Oh, worship. So sabi ko, ganda ng tugtugan. After two songs, bumagal. Dumilim. Tapos biglang nag-iyakan yung katabi ko. And somebody preached the gospel. And I knew from that moment, I knew, really, that something in my life turned around. Because I realized, really, that all my life I've been going round and round, but it is the gospel that pointed me to repent. These people asked Peter, when they heard that Jesus is Lord and Christ, they asked, So Peter, anong gagawin namin? Why they were cut to heart. And Peter said, Repent. Peter said, Turn back to God. Peter said, Align your direction to God. The truth of the gospel is that whether you've accepted Jesus Christ in the past, whether you have encountered Him in the past, Every single day, He points out something that we need to repent of. Tama? He would point out something in our lifestyle, in the way we think, in the way we say things, that we need to turn back to Him. So this message is not a message only for people who, has not sur- who have not surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ yet. This is for the person right next to you. That person also needs to repent. For the person right in front of you, this person also needs to repent. Every single day, something in our lives, God touches and we say, teka, 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 I need to turn back to Him. But you know what I'm glad? With that that decision, that, that moment, is not empowered by my will. It is a grace from His will. It is a grace that only God can do. It is a grace that He's blessing you. So for some of us, maybe, just maybe, God is pressing in an area of our lives that we need to repent on. That we need to turn around and really say, God, I don't want to go that route. I want to turn back to you. Again, what's the first need that the gospel reveals? The need to... Submit to Jesus. The second need is the need to repent. That as we encounter the truth of the gospel, these needs are being revealed. The third need 
It's the need to declare. Gusto ko yung illustration ni Pastor Sunny lagi dito eh. Yung kapag nakapunta ka sa isang napakagandang uh, lugar, di ba ngayon, summer vacation, ang dami sa inyo, nagbabakasyon, nakikita ko sa Facebook, uy, galing ano. Pag galing ka sa isang lugar na napakaganda, tapos na-enjoy mo talaga, tapos may barkada pag-uwi mo, ang unang-unang gagawin mo, grabe ang ganda doon, punta tayo. Tama? Tara! You wanna tell of the beauty that you saw? You wanna tell of the beauty of the kung, kung beach man yan? Uh, the blue sea, the, the white sand, the nice food, the smiling people? You wanna tell that to other people, right? Because you've experienced something great, something good, something beautiful. Now, an encounter with the gospel, do you think it is beautiful? Do you think it's great? Do you think it's worth sharing? Because the thing is, sometimes, we are so bent out on sharing a lot of good things, but this need to declare should be there. The need to declare the goodness of God in our lives. The need to shout it out loud. The need to share this good news. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, or baptizo, in Greek, or be immersed in water. Lubog. Talaga. So sabi nga, hindi wisik, hindi buhos, hindi sampal. Okay? Lubog sa tubig. The need to publicly declare that you are dead in our sins, but we're alive in Christ. That's baptism. Now, many people think that baptism is a religious activity. Well, that's true. It's it's something that we need to do, mm, partly so. But what does it function talaga? When we try to understand in the past, ano ba talagang nangyayari? Eh? Bakit sila binababtize nung unang panahon? Now, imagine with me, baptism venues before are rivers. So, people see you being baptized. In fact, that's the intention. To be baptized in a place nakita ka ng ibang tao. Why? Because this is a declaration. This is a shout out loud that's saying, I am now following Jesus Christ. It's a public declaration. Is it needed for our salvation? Yes or no? Is it needed for our salvation, baptism? Oh, three questions. <laughs> now, baptism is a response, not a requirement. Let me say that again. Baptism is a response, not a requirement. People who encountered Jesus Christ, saw God for who He is, appreciated His beauty and glory, they wanted to declare that He is God in their lives publicly. I like the illustration of baptism, parang wedding. Okay, when I got married December 29 last uh, year, it is a public declaration of a truth that is already in our hearts. Tama? You could always... Be married in a smaller place with a fewer people, pastor, witnesses, dalawa, kayong dalawa, pwede naman. Does it make it less? No. But why do you want to make it with people that you love? Because it's a public declaration. Same is true with baptism. As we encounter Jesus Christ, I hope that one, I'm not uh, talking about be baptized right now. I'm, I'm just talking about declare the good news you have experienced. The thing is this, 
it's gonna be hard, even close to impossible, to declare something that you have not experienced. You can fake it. Ewan ko kung may namita kayong ganun. Yung parang, pag nagkwento, kala mo nakarating na siya doon. Magkukwento siya, excited na yun. Oo, oh, ang ganda doon. Arating ka na, hindi pa. Kwenta lang na sa akin. That can be us as Christians. We can be so excited with the gospel, but then, so na-experience mo na yung love ni Lord. Hindi pa. Narinig ko lang. Kwenento lang sa akin. Kwenento ng preacher dun sa church. Kwenento ng kaibigan ko. Friends, I pray this, that really, we would claim the gospel so that we can proclaim the gospel. You cannot proclaim something you have not claimed. You cannot tell of a story that you, you yourself have not experienced. You may be going to church for so long, or may, you may be new right here right now. And this is the first time you are hearing Jesus Christ is revealing these needs in your life. That as we encounter the gospel, our need for submission to God our need for repentance in this life is revealed. Our need to publicly declare His glory is revealed. Because at the end of the day, say, draw this to a close. Understanding the gospel leads to desiring God. It reveals the needs in our hearts and it points us to desire more and more of God. We can do the right things, say the right things, look like we're Christians, attend the service, be a member of a church. But that does not make you a Christian really, honestly. Sometimes it's painful to say it that way. But really, it is only through the right understanding that leads to desiring that we are saved by grace through faith. My plea, my prayer is this. Take time to think about this Jesus Christ. Take time to ponder on the Lordship and His Christhood in your life, in our lives. We need Him every day. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask You, Reveal to us our need for you. Reveal to us the need for a Savior, a need for submission, a need for repentance, a need to declaration, oh God. Lord, I ask you, cut through our hearts right now. That if there's pride or sin or brokenness, reveal it. That as we seek you, we become closer to who you are. Lord, we acknowledge that it is only through your grace that we are able to submit, repent, and declare. So God, please help us.